This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. And yes, I'm at a railway station. Surprise, surprise. Yes. So what is he going to say today that's fresh and interesting? Well, you'll be the judge of that, uh, dear listener. But um, I am genuinely looking pretty concerned about what is happening to the railways. Um, It's just a terrible, terrible sadness, I feel, that, well, here we are. Um, it's the day that everything is supposed to be resurrected after the um, Christmas break with a strike just to twist the knife on the usual engineering works. And I've just watched uh, from here at uh, Paddington Station as everything has unraveled. Let me just look at this. Uh, so, yeah, 402 to Bristol Temple Meads delayed. Uh, three, oh, 328 to Swansea delayed everything delayed but that's better I guess than the cancellations which is what we were seeing earlier when the trains were blocked in ironically um, after the Christmas break at North Pole Depot this is um, just west of the station uh, in the sort of Hillsden um, in, in the Halston Wilsden area and it's the place where um, the Great Western Express trains are stabled. Um, but anyway, there was engineering works. They were all trapped inside. And um, so, well, there we are. Never mind, we can't start the service at um, uh, 9 o'clock. So let's try and start it by 11 o'clock and um, hope for the best. And that's really what happened. And I'm despondent from many points of view. First of all... Um, at this time of year people I think expect a bit of disruption what with the rail engineering works but we have disruption on top of disruption on top of disruption here there is no certainty anywhere I'm talking to people getting reports on on, uh, via social media of people who were trying to get from Norwich to Scotland Um, perfectly straightforward you catch a train from Norwich to the East Coast mainline then you go on from there but if the first train is cancelled well you're going to have to wait hours it's going to be very very crowded and what is going to happen then Um, so you just get into the car and drive and that is money lost to the railway that is uh, somebody who possibly isn't going to come back to the train because they just think it, it cannot be relied upon and goodness me when finally this shambles of strikes, of overrunning engineering works, of signal failures, of who knows what else mayhem is over, then the railway industry is going to have a heck of a job rebuilding public confidence. Because right now, um, you would catch a train only, I suggest, as a last resort. If you've um, not got a car, so you can't do that, if you're not able to afford a 
domestic flight, you might try and get a train because I can't see that that many people are going to think, oh, great, I'm going to be getting on a train. And that is so dangerous, so toxic for the rail engineer, rail industry, um, for the staff that depend on it, for the um, uh, government, which is trying to persuade us to be um, more environmentally thoughtful about our journeys. Um, for everybody who just thinks it's a safe and should be a relaxing and comfortable and fun way to travel. I guess the idea is from the rail unions, um, with whom of course I have sympathy, everybody, I would love to get a inflation matching pay increase, but trouble is, um, if the revenue from the railways has fallen as it has by 29%, um, asking for an inflation matching pay increase, pay increase is perhaps a little ambitious. Um, I'll just uh, suggest that that might, might be the case and uh, I'm sure that the uh, rail industry, the unions will settle for about uh, maybe 6% uh, plus 5% or something like that, um, which sounds like 11%, which sounds like inflation, but it's not. It's about half the um, inflation uh, limit. Now, what they also want to do is not to have changes to their terms and conditions that are not agreed. And I absolutely agree they've got to agree them, but um, you need to agree them, guys, because otherwise the railways are going to keep on costing a fortune. They're going to continue to be badly organised and inefficient and they will be hastening not their own demise because there will always be, as we see even in America, a demand for rail service in, in, in some places, particularly around the biggest cities uh, for commuting. But honestly, um, well, someone someone actually tweeted something which I, you know, obviously what people put on social media uh, is is often what they would like to um, uh, think and not doesn't really represent things exactly as they are. Not least all the people who say, "Oh, we got a prime, we, we've got to renationalise the railways." Um, uh, spoiler alert: the railways are pretty nationalised already. The government specifies absolutely everything about the uh, trains. Some services are outsourced to private operators, some are not. And there's a perfectly valid argument for, for both arrangements and maybe the kind of mix that we've got at the moment isn't, isn't too bad. But here we are. Um, management are woeful. Government are woeful. A lot of staff, great. And I'm quoting Crepicidon here. A lot of the unions and some of the other staff absolutely destructive. They have learnt nothing from history. Unions with many well-renumerated members will help to kill it from the inside again. Oh dear. Um, I hope that is not the case. But goodness me, that person, just remember, they are driving right now from Norwich to Scotland because they couldn't rely on the train and that's money lost and quite possibly a passenger lost to the railways. It gives me no joy uh, to be saying this sort of stuff four days before the end of the year, a week before the next national rail strike. But if you wanted to design a path for a, an industry just to completely self-destruct, 
I think the rail industry for the past six and a bit months would be that industry. Anyway, it's quite enough from me. Thank you very much indeed for listening. I'll try not to be at a railway station tomorrow. I could do with keeping warm. But um, meanwhile, thanks very much for listening and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.